On this episode of the Hustle Today podcast, I have Morgan McKell. Morgan is a serial entrepreneur who is taking this time during the pandemic to focus on the next level. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle Today podcast. My name is Trent, and I am very honored to have Morgan McKell on here today. Morgan and I met through a mutual acquaintance, uh, Thomas McMinn, who was on this podcast already. And he's like, dude, you've got to meet Morgan. He's an awesome business owner. You got to get him on your podcast. You got to talk to him. And we've talked off and on, but uh, I'm glad to actually have you on the podcast. Uh, why don't you jump on here, Morgan, and tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm stoked to be here. And, and, and Thomas is a great guy. I met him through, I think, like Instagram even or something like that. I can't even remember. But um, yeah, so I've, I've been an entrepreneur for, uh, you know, probably like 10 years off and on, um, starting little side hustles and, 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 you know, making big businesses. I think my claim to fame or my claim to real entrepreneurship is I started a cell phone repair company about eight years, nine years ago now. And um, we grew that pretty rapidly. We grew it to about 14 locations across three states. And we sold that a couple of years ago. And, and I learned a lot in there. I had like 50 employees under me at one time and, and learning how to open brick and mortar stores and all the fun that comes with owning a business. And then from there, I've started different projects. And, and now I own a, a few different businesses right now. But um, yeah, that's, that's who I am. Just, uh, just a businessman, an, an entrepreneur, if you will. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, uh, that's very cool. Um, I like that you've, you know, been through the process you've been through, you know, a lot of people start things, but you've actually started something, grown it and exited it, which yeah. uh, a lot of people can't say that usually it's, I've built something and then I got bored with it and moved on to something else. So, or I built something and then, you know, the market petered out for it and I moved on to something else, but you've actually built it successfully and then exited, which is, I, I think, a unique perspective. So I'm glad to have you on here and kind of yeah, speak to that. Yeah, for sure. No, that it's, you know, I, I work with a lot of uh, business owners and um, entrepreneurs, small businesses. And, and you're right, a lot of people don't really get to exit, I think, in the way that I've been able to. But I have to say, it wasn't, it wasn't just me. I had a great team with me, um, my partners, my business partners. And and I couldn't have done that without them whatsoever. And, uh, and so it wasn't just me. I, I had a great team to help me through those processes, which, which I think was awesome too. So um, shout out to my great team with, at IQ Repair. So That's awesome. Yeah, got to remember the people that uh, helped you get there. Uh, so since you do have a unique perspective on this, uh, what would you say is a challenge in business that you never expected to encounter? Yeah. So when we started our business, I think there was, there's, there's so many ways to answer that question, Trent. Like, um, I'll start here. I'm just going to kind of talk through my thoughts. One of the biggest challenges was I was just a tattooed punk young kid that, you know, we had this cool product that we knew how to fix phones and, you know, we wanted to open a business. And, and then all of a sudden we started hitting these walls, if you will, these challenges of, how do you grow and how do you not grow on credit and how do you grow the right way and how do you open locations and how do I go sign a five-year lease somewhere when I've, you know, at the time I had never even bought a house or anything. And here we are signing contracts away to these big corporations and saying, Hey, we want to grow. And, you know, and then all of a sudden inventory, we had over a hundred thousand dollars in inventory turning every single month over that. And, 
And, and nothing in my life had prepared me for that. You know, it scaled up, but that was a huge challenge and learning inventory and saying, okay, if you know, and not putting all your inventory in one supplier. And because if that turns off, your whole business goes to crap and that happened to us. And, and that was super challenging. Or how do you hire and fire employees? That's something I never did. How do I lead a team and, and show them the vision and hire right and hire qualified? Like that was all new to me. So man, in the whole process, there was, there's a thousand things that were challenging. Everything was challenging, but we just had to truck and, and get through it as they came up. And then as we just sucked through it, because that's what I always tell people, just suck at it. As we just sucked at it, it got easier, it got more clear. And at the end of it, it was like, okay, this is how you do it. This is how you expand. This is how you hire. This is how you, you know, write people on the right bus. All these different principles that are universal that everyone knows. We just had to f- suck at it really hard. We sucked at it and sucked at it and sucked at it. And then finally, it was like, okay, this is getting clearer. This is clearer. So that, that, a lot of challenges, man. A lot of challenges. That, that's awesome. You just you just had to suck at it, like you said. That's that's a great way to learn. Absolutely. Uh, but backing up a little bit from uh, you know IQ Repair, what is it that made you drawn to entrepreneurship? What made you decide to go yeah. out on your own? Yeah, I, I actually just uh, I just shared this story. So when I was in high school, um, I feel like I have like that typical oh I've always been an entrepreneur story. Um, I was in high school and a lot of my friends were working at like Burger King and McDonald's. No shame in that, but I never wanted to do that. I was, there's nothing about that said Morgan's name. And so one summer while all my friends were doing that, um, I, me and my buddy of mine, Corey Smith, we, we were like, let's go mow lawns, just something simple. It wasn't supposed to be anything big or anything like that. And we said, let's go mow lawns. And next thing you know, we kind of owned a company and we bought a trailer and we bought this equipment. And while my buddies were making like seven bucks at McDonald's, eight bucks at McDonald's an hour, I was making like hundreds of dollars and I could choose my own schedule. I was my own boss. Like if I didn't want to work, I didn't. But if I needed money, I went and did lawns. Like, and that's really where I think I had my first taste of freedom. Um, you know, a lot of people, when they start entrepreneurship, they, they want all the money in the sea. Like they start it because they want to like get rich or, or make money. My why since day one, I feel, has been freedom. I wanted to be able to say, this is my schedule. This is, this is when I want to work. I don't want to answer to someone else. And I have, I just, I've always had a hard time doing that. And no shame to people that do that. I just, it wasn't for Morgan. And so that was my first real taste of entrepreneurism was high school, mowing lawns, and making a lot of money doing it. So that's where it all started. And then from there, um, before IQ, you know, I... I was doing other things and, and, and I got married really young and, and I had a kid really young. And, and so I had to go back to a nine to five. I really did. And, and it always was in me like, I don't like this. I don't drive with it. I don't like it. And then the perfect opportunity came up where um, my, my, one of my best friends, Casey, um, he had this idea and he said, hey, let's go do this. And I said, dude, I'm all in on it. And, and we went all in on it and we never looked back. So, and then since then, it's, it's just been business for Morgan. It's just been entrepreneurship. That's just what I, it's what I jive with. That's awesome. Yeah. I, very similar to me and that I want that freedom. I understand I'm going to have to put a lot of hours in, but I can craft that schedule around, you exactly. know, my kids games and, you know, the dance recitals and, you know, all those things that are important to me, but uh, I can still manage to put in the work just obviously, on, on my own schedule. So I definitely relate to 
to the freedom aspect of entrepreneurship. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, when you start a business, there's no freedom in it. All right. Like right. <laughs> when you're when you start a business and you're starting to take uh, you know, an idea to and to conception to, you know, fruition, there's no sleep, there's no rest, there's no freedom. You are chained to a baby, basically, this baby of an idea to make it work. But the hope is and what will happen is over that time it becomes sustainable where it should run itself. And I think that's that that's a part of what business owners kind of miss out on is they, they still just grind and they get stuck working in their business rather on their business. But for me, it was, how do I make a business that's self-sustaining, runs itself? I don't have to be there. And so that should be the goal for everyone. And, and that's where that freedom comes from. And, but even in the hustle, even in the grind, when you're grinding it out at the beginning, the first year, the first months, the first weeks, you know, there's freedom in that because, you know, if you wake up one day and you say, I just need a break then have a break. And you can, you can, you can, you can, but just don't have too many of those, you know? And, and I never was at a job uh, like a nine to five where I was like, well, you know what? I'm just not going to work today. And it just never worked out. You know, I, just, I, I couldn't do that, but you can in entrepreneurism, which, you know, that, that was a learning to me. It was that freedom. So. Absolutely. Uh, so w- you mentioned the uh, not taking too many breaks. I think a lot of people do fall into that trap. I've, I've seen that in my own journey. It's like, I'll take a little break from this and then I just never get back to it. Uh, what would you say has been your biggest failure in your entrepreneurial journey and what have you learned from it? Dude, my biggest failure in my whole journey has been not focusing on Morgan. And what I mean by that is I wasn't really big into mindset and personal development. I, I, I would do the motions and I would work on stuff, but I didn't realize that there was a direct correlation between being personally developed, strong, disciplined mindset, you know, like having a strong mindset and, and that relationship with the business. I, I never really understood that for a long time. I, you know, I was just, I'd go, I, I kind of treated my business as a nine to five and I had a partner. And so I think it was easier to do that because like he did his stuff, I did my stuff, but I would show up. I was a manager, I would do my stuff, but I wasn't really like pushing the envelope of what can really Morgan accomplish. I think my biggest failure is I think we could have gotten 10 times further if I would have taken investing in Morgan more seriously. And, and I think I'll always think that, you know, and it's been a long road. It's been a long time to get to where my discipline is now. But yeah, that was my biggest failure. I've always been my biggest worst enemy, 100%. Like, like I wasn't born this way. I wasn't born in this hustler. I really wasn't. I was never born a hustler. I was never born like the grinder. I was never born like, oh, that, Mor- that Morgan just gets stuff done. I was never born that way. I had to develop those skills, that mindset, that attitude over a long period of time. And, and so when I look back on my entrepreneurial journey, that's my biggest failure. And I, I kicked myself over it because I never took it seriously. I was just like, oh yeah, I got it. It runs itself. Cool. Like we make money. I fix a phone. You pay me money and you know, there's money in that and cool. But I never, I never really pushed the envelope of where I could have been. I think I could have been in a whole different league right now. Honestly, I really do. If I, would, if I just would have taken uh, personal development and, and, and worked on discipline a little bit better in my life. So 
Well, that's what's kind of led you to one of your current projects, right? Is yes. trying to help people not make that same mistake. And that would be next level humans, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So I own a company and, and it was really organic how this started. Actually, um, I have a really great buddy of mine. You know, w- when you're a business owner, as you know, Trent, you probably have a ton of friends that own businesses. It's just something that happens. You just have acquaintances that own businesses that are hustlers and you upgrade your circle. And, and that was really true for me. And after I had exited um, um, IQ Repair, my business, I started meeting with a buddy of mine who owns a business. And it was just for coffee. Every, every Monday morning, we'd meet and we would chat about business. I was working on my new projects. He was working on his projects. And we would just kind of share with each other, like, how are you doing? What can I help you with? What are your goals this week? And, and before long, we, we looked at each other and said, man, Everyone needs to come to this because I look forward to my Monday morning, 7 a.m., like every, every week I look forward to it. And from there, next thing you know, we had more business owners coming and then more people coming in. And, and then everyone wanted to date Morgan. I have been through the, gam, you know, the gamut, if you will. I've, I've started a business. I've been through it. I've had employees. I've, I've been sued by crazy people. You know, I've, I've been through the ringer. And so a lot of people see that and they, they wanted to start dating Morgan. Morgan, can I take you to lunch? Or, you know, can you jump on a call for me real quick? And then I was really happy to do it. But then there came a point when I said, man, I could probably, you know, m- make this a company where I can consult businesses and, and maybe get paid for my time. Because um, I love helping people. I love teaching. That, that's a huge passion of mine. But that kind of organically grew to next level humans. And now we have next level humans, humans where we do business consulting, mindset consulting or mindset training. And then I do the coffee. It's open for anybody. And, and every Monday morning I'm there teaching personal development and that's kind of our community of people. And then I work with businesses outside of that. And yeah, that was a really organic, natural thing where I teach discipline and mindset and all sorts of stuff there. That's awesome. Uh, it, you got to love it when those things just happen organically because it flows a lot better. You know, there's a lot less headache involved with it when you can just take what you're already doing and uh, monetize it and help others while doing it. I mean, that's, that's the best business you can come up with is when you're helping other people. Exactly. I think like if you can create value, that's what people want. You know, if, if you can create something where people say, wow, that, I want a piece of that or that makes sense to me and I see value in that, you can put a price tag on that and you can sell it. You just really can. And, 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 it, and it, it's especially exciting when you're super passionate about that, you know, because mm-hmm. I can create value like in a t-shirt or a brand, which I want to, but I don't know how passionate I am to be like, dude, you need my t-shirt. You know, like this t-shirt is so next level, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, but I'm passionate about teaching people and it's just saying, hey, like you don't have to knock down doors that have already been knocked down and there might be a little better way to do it because I've, I've, I've seen it, I've, I've experienced it. So. Yeah, that's awesome. So you're trying to help influence uh, some of those people to not make the same, not necessarily mistakes, but you know, this, trying to help guide them. But who would you say has been most influential on who Morgan has become today? Yeah, I, I'd say a great question, man. There, I think it's like three categories. Okay. So, so two people in a category, I'll say. Um, number one is, is my dad, uh, Vinny. Um, my, my mom married Vinny when I was 14. He's my stepdad. I call him dad though. And, and Vinny, and, and the reason why he's been super influential on me as, as a parent is because he's like the biggest cheerleader. Um, 
I've never taken an idea to him and him been like, that's unrealistic or that doesn't make sense or go do a nine. Like he, he's not like that. He's like, he, he's the biggest cheerleader and says, yeah, go for it. Like you, you got this, like kill it. And uh, he's always pushed me to just go for it. And, and so, so my dad, Vinny is number one. Number two is, is my friend, Casey Kelly. Um, Casey is actually the one who started IQ repair and, and Casey is that hustler. Casey was like that natural born hustler of a guy super smart, no sales, like knows his stuff, knows business. And his work ethic always inspired me. My work ethic never inspired me. Like, I, like once again, I had to like learn, I had to grow in work ethic because I, I just wasn't, I just wasn't built that way. But Casey was. And, and so Casey was probably the number one influential persons in, in, in business and, um, you know, work ethic for me to inspire me to say, get the grind on, put in the hard work, put in the long hours, go, go the distance, keep grinding. And that's Casey Kelly. And then the third one is, you know, we live in an awesome time on social media and there is a hundred different influencers out there. And I narrowed mine down to a few different people that I really jived with. And so I'll just say some Instagram, Facebook influencers that are, that are just super inspiring and they hold the torch. And I say, and Morgan says, man, I want to be like that guy because I can see what they're capable of. And, and in my head, there was a point where I said, there's nothing different between me and this dude that I love who has millions of followers. And I said, I, I can do that. And because and, he's just like me, I can see that we have the same tendencies. We talk the same. He had his, the same kind of similar backstory. And I'm like, oh yeah. So, so the influencers out there for sure, huge influence on me. I recommend everyone choose a couple. Um, don't get caught up in, in following 50 and trying to be like all of them. Like choose like three. Choose goat, the goat, go to Goat Mountain, and the, your favorite three and just, and, and just listen to what they say and, and do what they say. And I get inspired by those guys all the time. They're super influential in my life. I don't even know them personally, but I follow them because it does inspire, it does motivate, and it, it makes sense. There'll come a time, there'll come a point when you, when real recognizes real and you've been through the gamut and, and you've been through the journey, you've been through the mud and, and an influencer will start talking about that. And you said, dude, this guy knows what he's talking about because he wouldn't say it that way unless he's been through it. And so your you know, your BS detectors on, on influencers, but choose the ones that are real and start recognizing the real and, and that they've had a huge influence in my life. So. Very cool. So you touched on something that I can completely relate to is, um, so I, last year I met Andy Frazella. Um, oh yeah. And you know, I, I'd, I'd put him on this pedestal of, you know, he's superhuman. Like he accomplished all these things. And I met him. I'm like, dude, he's just a regular guy. Like he's mm -hmm. just like me. If he can do it, I can do it too. Like, it's, it's absolutely true. All these people that you look up to or you idolize or uh, that you think are just superhuman for the lack of a better term, uh, they're really just like you and I. They 100%. just had a dream and they never gave up on it and they wouldn't take no for an answer and they just, they, they went after it. So dude, 100%. And, and, and I fell victim to that uh, a lot, that same mindset of, man, these people are so much better than me. They're so much smarter and they, they can do so much more. And honestly, the, the difference between those people that you have on that pedestal and, and you is action. 
is literally just, they're just doing it and they're going to suck at it and they're going to keep putting it out there and they're going to keep releasing podcasts and they're going to keep releasing videos and they just, they just have a voice and they're just doing it. That's the only difference. That's the only difference I've seen so far. Absolutely. I, I agree. As you said, you, with the uh, IQ, you just had to keep sucking at it until you figured it out. And that's, that's what a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, there was no manual. There was like no yeah. manual that you get when you get a business where it's like, Oh, you got to pay payroll. How do I do that? And you open it. And it's like, Oh, okay. This is, you just had to suck at it. You just had to figure it out, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we're right now we're talking during a very unique time, uh, in history of we've got the COVID-19 pandemic that has shut down a lot of businesses and uh, you know, everything that's non-essential. Um, so I want to get your perspective on this. Um, what's something that you've learned from the previous companies you've worked on? Um, we've only touched on a couple of them, but what, what have you learned from that that would prepare you for this time right now? Yeah. So any, anytime there's been like a hard, let's say setback or a struggle in business, business owners, high performers, people that are doing what we do, crazy people like me and you that just decide to go over our own businesses, right? We get super creative. We, we have to, we have to get crafty. We have to get creative. And, and, you know, for example, for example, when, when I was buying um, our inventory, our supplier was in China. And one of the first years that came around, we realized there's a Chinese new year and everything in China shuts down, completely shuts down. And we went to go buy inventory and they're like, okay, hey, it's going to be like a month out. And we're like, no, we need parts like in a week. <laughs> we can't be a month out. We're going to run out of parts. And, and during those setbacks, those hard times, we had to get creative and said, okay, we got to find something else. And we went to work and we found US manufacturers. We found other manufacturers and we had to get really creative with what we were doing. And, and so those little things, and, and especially right now during COVID-19, where you literally can't go to work and if you're non-essential, right? Business owners are having to get creative. They have to pivot. They're having to learn what makes the most sense right now. And I've seen it. I've seen it left and right. You know, I've seen, uh, I've seen crazy stuff to like really cool, interesting stuff to, um, you know, things that make sense. And what I mean by that is food places where you can't go dine in. And I have people uh, in my friend's circle alone that now all they do is takeout and they never did takeout before, you know, they were a diner, you know, they never had like a takeout, but now those companies are going and saying, okay, we need to figure out this takeout game and, and, or deliver game this, you know, we got to deliver and no touch delivery where we leave it on the steps. And so they've had to get creative in how to get their product out to people now that everyone's just online, no one's going into the city and, and those things. And so you just have to get creative. And, and during COVID-19, that's, I think it's a great opportunity right now to say, man, like, what can I do that really drives the needle right now, especially online? And a lot of people are turning to stuff online because that's where everyone is. Internet traffic is through the roof right now. Everyone's at their house, on their phone, on their computer, hanging out, playing games, or buying your product if, you're, if you have some web presence. So. Absolutely. And I've loved seeing some of those uh, companies, uh, specifically the restaurants, pivot in that way. You know, there's been times where it's like, oh, I really wish this place had takeout and now I can get it, which is, which has been awesome. I can still support somebody, uh, through this time, but then I can get what I've wanted all along out of it. So, 
Yeah, there's been awesome. some some super fun creativity too. Is this um, is this kid friendly or can I talk about something really you, funny right now? You do you. Okay, so so the cool the two of the coolest pivots I've seen have been in Portland, Oregon. Okay, Portland is known for strip clubs, and there's a strip club up there that has a drive-through strip club now. One of the wow. coolest pivots <laughs> ever. It's like in this big. It looks like a one of those big metal things, but they have stages on each side and it's literally a drive-through strip club. How cool is that though? As a business <laughs> owner saying, we can't have people coming in, but they can drive through this, right? Um, same area, Portland, Oregon. They, they did the same thing with uh, a different strip club where rather than Uber, they called it Boober and the girls <laughs> deliver it like in their bikinis or tassels or whatever. And I was just like, dude, that's where the creativity comes from. You know, looking at that as a business model, I just, it's mm-hmm. just cool because it, it'd be easy. You know, it'd be easy to say, okay, well, we're shut down. Everyone go home. Like I'll let you know when we can open back up or even close our doors. But then you have these funny business owners that are just getting creative and say, no, let's, let's push the needle. It's like, let's take that one step further and see what we can do. So I thought those were two really cool pivots that I've read in the news lately. Yeah, those are very unique instances where you would think that they would have to shut down. But exactly, you you love to see the creativity that uh, some of these business owners are coming up with during this time. Yep. Um, but speaking of this time, what do you think is going to change permanently because of this pandemic? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we'll ever go back to a normal. I don't know if that will ever happen. I think two major things are happening right now. The biggest changes that will happen is this. I think businesses realize, A, a lot of people can work from home and they can still get stuff done. That's number one. And number two, I think businesses are going to realize they might not need as many employees as they currently have. And they're going to say, man, we went from 100 people staff down to a 50 people staff and we still did it. We changed some roles. We added some more things. We automized or automated some things. So I think those might be the two biggest changes. Number three, well, I don't know how to third one. Number three is online. I think everything is being so digitized right now where it's, we have to have an e-commerce site. We have to be able to support people um, electronically through video calls, through email, through this, through group chats or, or Zoom calls, you know? And, and so those are the three biggest things is I, I think that people are going to realize, A, you know, we, we, don't need a lot of, we don't need a lot of people anymore. Um, a lot of people can work from home and we can change our business model accordingly to that. I don't need people coming in and they can just, you know, work five hours a day or whatever and everything's going digital because the majority of companies that I know that are staying open right now have completely changed digital and they're offering things digitally and, and being able to provide their service or their product through the internet. And, and yeah. those are the biggest things that I, th- that I have currently seen that I think will be lasting changes going forward. Yeah. And, you know, we talked a little bit before we started recording about, you know, um, networking and things like that. And I think there's always going to be a place for that. But for example, your um, Monday morning coffee meetups, they're now, on a zoom call. They're, because, they're all zoom calls now. Yeah. They're all zoom calls. And that might be a lasting thing. You know, if we get through this, um, because I have people, I've had people join from everywhere from Michigan to Washington state in those coffee meetings. Now, you know, just friends of mine or acquaintances or network, you know, just people that I know. And that might be a new thing that I do where, yeah, after this, we might still go get coffee, but I might pull up a video and do it uh, a zoom call. So people can 
you know, still experience coming to coffee, but they're out of state, you know, and that will probably be a lasting thing, you know, digitizing, going electronic. And uh, yeah, that's, that's right. And I look forward to it because it just means more people coming to, to coffee group, which I love. So, yeah. Yeah. You can have a greater impact over a larger amount of people. Uh, exactly. So that's, that's very awesome. So what is something that, um, actually excites you about the future, whether personal business, whatever the case may be, what are you looking forward to in the future? Yeah. So I, I, I'd say a few things, I'd say a few things really excite me for the future or what I look forward to is this has been such a unique opportunity in time, um, to have more time. I feel, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm at my house more, I'm at my home office more, and I've taken that time to write a book, to publish an ebook, um, to, I'm developing a course right now um, for mindset, personal development. And I really look forward to that. And I don't know if I would have had that opportunity before Corona. You know, I could have made time, obviously, but I think it was the catalyst to say, okay, now I can focus on these things because I'm home a lot right now. And so I really look forward to the launch of my book. I think that's going to be really good. I'd say that short term, long term is. I, I'm excited um, to see what happens after this. I want to see yeah. the cool companies that emerge. I want to see the cool create creative business plans that kind of come out of this. You know, a lot of people talk about the old recessions that we've had or 2008s and that's where Uber and Lyft came from mm -hmm. or whatever. What's going to be the Corona, you know, companies that rise to the top and say, dude, like during Corona, this is what we did. And now we're a, a freaking, you know, powerhouse that excites me too. I'm waiting for that story to be written, you know, and say, man, during all that craziness, like this is what we did. And so those yeah. are the two big things. One's personal, one's just a, you know, interesting look to keep my eye out to, to say, you know, what's going to come from this. So. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm excited for those same things too. Cause I think there is going to be something great that will come out of this. And obviously we're living it right now. So we don't know what that is yet, but I think, uh, there'll definitely be some great pivots that like you mentioned, you've already talked about uh, what you're doing and what some of the other companies out there, they're doing um, at the same time. Yeah. Um, and now that you, now that I think of that uh, going back a little bit to another creative business pivot that I've seen recently, um, there's a local company local to us uh, here in Utah that was a commercial window cleaner and they rather than furlough their staff, they picked up grocery delivery. Like they oh, ended yeah. up just doing, you know, running errands for people who were high risk that couldn't go out of the house or something like that. I mean, yeah, so cool. Just amazing what, what people can come up with. And, you know, it, sometimes it takes a, a, a pandemic, you know, I don't want to make light of the situation, but you know, sometimes the crisis, as Andy Frizzella, going back to him, he put it the other day, crisis is a gift. It helps us innovate and helps us come up with these new ideas. Yeah. I literally just had this conversation with Thomas McMahon, literally just had this conversation <laughs> with him right before this. And to say, you know, his words were this, you know, this time is a gift, you know, and I really believe that too. And, and I think it's just, you know, perspective. You can look at it as, you know, I mean, there's a lot of bad things that are happening. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, once again, I'll echo what you said. 
it's a time to innovate. It's a time to get creative. It's a time for new opportunities. And, and, and that's really exciting. And, and that's so cool. How cool is that? That that company that you just mentioned, you leave work on a Friday as a window cleaner and Monday you come back as a delivery guy. You know, like yeah. <laughs> that's that's just, that's, that's, the, that's the pivot. That's the innovation. That's the pivot. And it's cool that the employees are like, yeah, well, I know what? I'm going to keep working. Let's keep doing this. Uh, you know, they didn't get stuck in their ways and they were able to pivot with the company. That's cool. Yeah. Having the right crew to be able to pivot can make a big difference. And I've noticed talking with a lot of other business owners during this time, they're finding out who those people on their team that are going to be a part of their long-term plans because yeah. a lot of people are not, not with what all the changes are. And you know what? They're, they're showing their true colors. You got, you know, it's a, it's a really interesting thing being able to find the right team members to catch the vision of Mm -hmm. what you have in mind, you know, not just the team members that show up and and put in the work. I'm talking about the people that are like a part of the bigger vision and say, man, I don't care if I'm fixing phones or cleaning windows. I just want to be a part of what you're a part of because you're going places. And those were the special moments in, in, in my career where it was like, yeah, dude, like these, these, you know, these employees, these team members, they caught the vision. And so it's important to have those team members and, and to create that vision for them and, and to be the vision leader and, and to always remind them like, this is where we're going. Let's rally the troops, you know, to get them pumped yeah. up for the future. So. Absolutely. Well, I want to, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, this was, uh, I, I really appreciate that you took time out of your day to, to talk to me and to my audience. Yeah, no but, problem. Um, I do want to ask you one question. I always ask everyone is, and I've never gotten the exact same answer out of this, but what is your definition of the word hustle? Yeah. So I I think it would change over the years, but the definition of the hustle to me is, is probably the combination of two things. One is learning what discipline is. Learning what discipline is will turn you into a hustler. 100%. You cannot be disciplined and not know how to hustle. They just will, those things they coincide with each other. They're married very well. And you can be, you know, you can hustle on, oh man, you know, when I really think of hustle, it's, it's being disciplined to do the next right thing. And I think that's, that would be my definition, being disciplined to do the next right thing. Cause I could focus on some wrong things and, and hustle stupid things. And, but the real definition of hustle to me would be doing the next right thing. And, you know, being disciplined that that's it that's it <laughs> that that that's perfect that i i would absolutely agree with that as well uh but where is a good place that uh, people can find out more about you morgan yeah yeah you can follow me on instagram the morgan mckell um follow me on facebook come be a part of next level nation type that in uh, a great group there and then you can always find me at uh, nextlevelhumans.com Awesome. I'll make sure to include links in the description to those uh, uh, sources below. But uh, again, thank you for your time. And, you know, I know I've got gotten value out of this. So I know that you've gotten value out of this. So I want you to get out there and use it and hustle the day. Perfect. Thank you, Trent. Have a great one. Thanks for listening to the Hustle the Day podcast all the way through. I really appreciate that. I just want to let you know that I help small businesses with their online strategy. So if you or anyone that you know needs help with their online strategy and owns a small business, I'm your guy. Go ahead and connect with me at Trent V. Bray on Instagram or TrentVBray.com.